My name is Lauren Bigler. We live in southwest Minnesota, about 30 miles south of Marshall, I'd say. Um, We live on a farm with my husband, Brian, and we have three kids. I'm involved with Common Ground Minnesota, Um, have been for a number of years now, and really enjoy helping inform people about um, what we do on our farm and why. This is Engage, a series for women in agribusiness from the Red River Farm Network. The series highlights leadership and career successes of women in agriculture. This podcast is brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Carteva AgriScience, and the North Dakota Grain Growers Association. Now, here's your host, Kara Hart. We're visiting with Lauren Bigler. She's a Minnesota farmer. And Lauren, thanks for taking time to visit with us today. A little bit more about your passion for agriculture and how that got started. This is, it's kind of funny when you talk about this with with other women in agriculture, because I hear the same story as mine echoed a lot with some little variations, of course. But I grew up on a farm, um, my family farm in north central Iowa and small town, rural community. Um, by the time I was done with high school, I thought I wanted nothing to do with agriculture. <laughs> and I went to school at Iowa State. And long story short, I ended up kind of coming back full circle. Um, I realized that's kind of where my heart and my passion um, was, and I just needed a little time to figure that out. So um, I graduated with a degree in egg business and marketing and had a couple jobs, um, worked for Pioneer uh, for a few years and Cargill for a little while, and then Matt and Mary Bryan, and we've been here on the farm. Um, I've been with him. He's been farming for 20-plus years, but we've been married for 12. It's kind of been my main job is raising kids. Now that they're older, they're all in school. I wasn't quite ready to have the time to devote to a full-time job. At the time, we had the luxury of, of me not having to work um, outside the home, and but I still felt like I needed something. And um, I just happened to stumble upon this group, Common Ground, and um, it really was a perfect fit for Um, You being able to um, kind of inform people um, about what's going on in modern agriculture. And there's a lot of misconceptions and myths out there about the things that we do on our farm. It was a really great way for me to be able to reach consumers and just inform them about what we do and why. What would you tell women who want to step into a role like that and maybe want to advocate for agriculture or make a connection with people who aren't from the farm? When I first started with Common Ground, um, the big hot topic then was GMOs. I really felt like I needed to know something. Like when I had a conversation with somebody who wasn't familiar with ag, I had to, to prove myself. I had to prove that I was right and I had to convince them that I was right. And that was really daunting. I think I just thought, I don't know enough facts. I don't know, you know, how am I ever going to be able to, to make them know that I'm, I'm right about this, that these are safe, that these are the reasons that we use them, and they should be happy about that. And it took a little while. In a lot of practice, they provide us with a lot of really great training on just getting the right frame of mind. I think I just shifted to just having more of a conversation Um, the greatest gift that Common Ground kind of and all that training has taught me is I don't ever have to be right and I don't ever have to convince anybody else that right. My only job is to tell them about my farm and why we do what we do. My goal is to just build trust. If they have questions about farming and food, I want them to know and remember me and say, oh, I heard about this. I remember this farmer that I met. I'm going to ask her because she might be able to tell me something about that. So it's really just becoming a trusted resource for consumers and, you know, letting them have 
somewhere to go if they have questions. There's a lot of people who just have absolutely no access to a farmer. But try to get to know somebody well enough that they would want to use you as a resource. Listen as much as you talk. Try to hear, you know, where their concerns are coming from and and just be honest and forthright and say, you know, I'm an expert on what we do on our farm and this is why we do it. And if you have questions, please come to me about it. So, What's it like to be a farm mom uh, and balancing your volunteer work and having kiddos too and, and helping out on the farm? Challenging some days, but any mom <laughs> role is challenging. It's um, it's its own unique animal. And it you evolve and you learn as you go along. Um you know, you have your priorities. My kids are kind of my job, my priority, and our, our farm comes next and our community comes next. And, you know, we, we try to make sure that we keep those things at the, the top of our list, our, our family, our farm. And we try to do, you know, work within our own communities, too, and on school board. It's just always balancing, juggling everything that's that's going on at the time. You know, I think one thing I've learned as I've gone along is that sometimes it's okay to put yourself first too. Sometimes if, you know, your husband says you really need something, I'm like, I, I just have learned to say that it's okay to say, I'm in the middle of browning ground beef for supper right now. <laughs> I need to finish this. And as soon as I finish this, I will be right there to help you. But <laughs> I know some people have the mindset of you drop everything and go right now. And, and there's times where that's definitely necessary. But sometimes I think it's good to draw a little bit of boundaries too, to kind of make sure everything has its place and everything gets done. Is there anything else you'd like to share about building relationships or connecting with others? I, I think the most important thing is just remembering that everyone has a story. Um, we all have our own unique set of experiences and paths in our lives that have led us to where we are. And, you know, sometimes that makes us passionate about things. Um, and we know that. And sometimes we see other people being passionate about things. Um, especially in, in my world as as far as food, like food is, and food production is concerned, that, you know, sometimes we don't get why somebody just won't let go of the pesticide or the GMO thing. And you, know, you, you run into the situations where you don't realize that a, a family member passed away of cancer and, and in their mind that was linked to something. You know, there's just all kinds of experiences and paths, again, in their lives that have led them to why they believe what they believe. And I think our challenge is just listening and, and really getting to the root of, of, you know, people's concerns or even objections about, I'm talking pretty specifically about food because that's, you know, kind of what, what I advocate, the world I, I live in there. But um, sometimes we don't understand um, where people are coming from and, um, ask the right questions and listen hard enough. And a lot of times you can get there. And it's amazing the, I don't know, just kind of the relationship and, and bond that you can build with somebody by really taking the time uh, to listen and and find out where they're coming from. Well, I have a lot. I mean, I you know, some people really don't. They demonize social media. I, I truly believe social media, you get out of it what you put into it. So I try not to <laughs> engage um in bickering or fighting, I try to put out very positive, informative things, and I feel like that's what I get back out of it. So, you know, like with Common Ground, I know we've had, um, our state group has had farm dinners uh, in the summer in the past, and we get um, influencers like from the Twin Cities area, uh, food bloggers, mommy bloggers, that sort of thing that will come out and 
and it's fun to to build those relationships. And I've I've had numerous people that are that are on my friend list will become friends on Facebook, and they see the things I post about my farm, and they may not comment on everything, but. I'll post something about farming, and their name will show up as liking it. So I know that they're seeing and at least listening. I don't know that I've changed anything about their habits, but at least I know that they're seeing it and that I think they're trusting what I'm saying. So, and, you know, it's inevitable. I've had a handful of private messages from people on Facebook saying, okay, so I heard this. Is this really true? And it's it's just nice to know that people know that they can go to you and feel like you're going to give them an honest answer. It's a nice relationship to feel like, even though it's on social media, like I think it's a real relationship and a real level of trust that they have. Once again, we've been visiting with Lauren Bigler, a farmer from southwestern Minnesota. The Engage podcast is presented by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Corteva AgriSciences, and the North Dakota Grain Growers Association. Listen to all three seasons of Engage at rrfn.com. Thanks for taking time to listen. I'm Kara Hart for the Red River Farm Network.